0: This week on the North Riverside Library Tech Team podcast, we're doing something a little different. We're getting hypothetical and talking about apps that we wish existed. This should be a fun one. Sarah and Empress will join me in a minute, but first I want to let everyone know that the library is now open for curbside pickup on Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Saturdays. Be sure to go to our website for all the details. And if you have a question for the tech team, please email us at tech at NorthRiversideLibrary.org. Now, let's get to the show. On this show, we do a lot of talking about our favorite apps. Uh, We talk a lot about the apps that we use all the time. But I thought today we'd do it a little differently, and we'll talk about apps that do not even exist but are things that we would like to see, apps that we wish exist. Maybe the best way to do this is we can go one at a time. We'll each, we'll each um, give one example, we'll maybe go around the room, and we'll just keep rotating back around until we run out of, um run out of our apps that we wish existed. That sound okay to you guys? That's fine. Right. Let's go, how about we go alphabetically? So let's go Empress first. Then me, then Sarah. How about that? Yes. Okay. All right. Cool. What is your What is the first What is your first app that you wish existed, Empress?
1: So the one app that I wish existed is like a better video chat or FaceTime. Like, let's say if you know it's more than just two people, it's like a nice group chat, and you know you have a like a Saying or well, not saying like a text or there's a picture and instead of going directly to that that contact or that group um, chat, you can actually send it like a, a Instagram Live style. You know, you'll see the the chats on the actual screen while you're you know video chatting instead of getting off the video chat. While well, you have a pause or a uh, a black screen and you have to go in, look in the messages, things of that matter. You know, you could just have it on the screen itself. Now, if you do want to still do the personal one on one direct thing. OK, cool. But I think it will be easier if, you know, if it's like a main chat and people are just talking and, you know, hey, you know, text something real quick. It'll just pop up up there like that.
0: So would this be. Hmm. So would this be like uh, kind of like a like an Instagram like or like a like a stories kind of thing, but but that it's live and with multiple people?
1: Yes. Yeah. Kind of like that. But it's more like instead of Instagram, it's more like phone number one, you know, personal contacts, you know, it, instead of it being on your social media account, like or like other like Google Duo, they can have it where if you're doing a group chat instead of it being like via text, the chat will be on the screen, Hmm. if you get what I'm saying.
0: And it's for like, um, maybe for like, for following along with an event or something?
1: Yes, yes, yes. Or let's say if there's particularly like, some people might use um, like Zoom or something and, instead of like it. Like certain messages being in the message board, it'll pop up on the screen itself. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody will see it live. Well, yeah, live on the screen while um, you know video chatting instead sounds, of like.
0: Um, it's it reminds me a little bit of like the whole the Netflix party thing. You you're familiar with the Netflix party? i haven't Um, heard of that so netflix party is it's a it's like a it's like an extension you put on your browser um and then you you send out this invite and and then everybody will log into netflix and watch the same movie but there will be like a chat going alongside it oh wow Um, but then so it, it sounds almost like what you're saying is like it's like netflix party but without the netflix it's like netflix party but for anything
1: Yes, yeah, indeed. Like, not for party, but for anything, you
2: know. <laughs> well, you just want a live chat on the the video call. Yeah. That makes sense. It's like uh the way you used to do it back in the day on Omegle or Chat Roulette. Yes, yes, indeed. And it can be more like just
1: contacts or, like you say, if you are sending out personal invites via email instead of it being on your social media account yeah I
0: get it yeah it's like it's this is one of those cases where I feel like you know sometimes the problem is not that there's not an app. The problem is that there's too many apps, and none of them is exactly quite right. you know, like we've talked before about how there's there's just no shortage of these video chat apps there's it seems like there's hundreds of them, but none of them are none of them are just right. You know, it's like <laughs> too many children <laughs> and none of them, none of them are, none of them are just right. That's, that's interesting.
1: I mean, it's just a thought, you know, it's just an idea to throw out there in the,
0: mm-hmm.
1: the AI, you know, but um, <laughs> just, I mean, I think it's cool that, you know, Instagram, they have it where they have, you know, you have the messages up there and as well as you can add other people on the chat and while, you know, the chat room is still going on. And I figured, Hey, why can't that just happen with just like personal calls or, you know, party personal party calls, you know? So that was just one idea. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, I like it. Um, Thank you. Let's see who's I okay. So it's me. Um, uh, all right. So here's what this, 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 <laughs> This is something that I can't believe I'm going to say. I would really like, (laughs) I would like a weather app that actually works. (laughs) (laughs) Is none of them, none of them, none of them actually work. They say they do. I know I I talked about how I was upset that that the dark sky app, which is popular weather app, that's now going to be an Apple exclusive uh, after being bought by Apple and I can't use it anymore um, on Android. And the thing that people loved about Dark Sky is that it made these predictions for, um, like, by the minute. So you could, you could look at it, not just say, like, there's a 30% chance of rain today, but it would say um, it's raining right now. The rain is going to stop in 10 minutes, right? So that's obviously very helpful to know, except that the thing was hardly ever right. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I would rely on this to like, okay, I want to go take a walk. It says um, the rain's going to start in 45 minutes, and so I've got time. I can sneak in a quick walk around the neighborhood, and I go outside, and like 10 minutes later, it starts raining on me. And I'm like, stupid app. You said I had the time. You know, none of it's, – it's like all of these apps say that they can predict the weather, and they can't, and none of them have any special data. You know, everyone gets their data from the same place, right? They get it from right. National Weather Service. They get it from the government. Right? There's nobody else who's got their own weather stations and their own data. So we all get the data from the same place, but they all package it a little bit differently, and they make these claims, and they just don't work. So, Are you calling it, uh,
2: the privatization of the weather industry, Mike? <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm not. No, I'm saying... Don't tell me that you know what the what's the weather's going to be if you really don't, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, it's always a prediction. Though. <laughs> well, again, why, why can't we figure this out better, right? Um, why does why does the dark sky, you know, company? Why why were they the most popular one? You have people, you know. Why hasn't Google released their own weather app? They've only got one of the most, you know largest artificial in- intelligence you know initiatives in the world and they can't get on this like either figure out how to actually tell me what the weather's going to do or stop telling me that you know what it's going to do that's all i'm saying true
2: true all right <laughs> that, that was
0: a bit of a rant i went on a bit of a rant sorry about that, <laughs> I don't think it's too much that. we okay, can't get a better Grant. idea about the weather it's 2016 let's get let's figure out the weather that's true was the
2: weather report more accurate during the war, Grandpa? <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh,
0: no, we just used to watch, we used to watch the news, you know, we'd, we'd, <laughs> we'd, watch, we'd watch the news, you would get like, oh, there's a big storm, let's go to the, let's go live to the, you know, the the weather guy would come out and he would have like the, he, you knew it was serious because he wouldn't have the the suit on, he'd have like the sleeves rolled up, you know. Be like, (laughs) all the screens behind them, like, yeah, we're tracking this storm. And I don't know. I I don't think it's really gotten much better since then.
2: Yeah, because I think the issue that you're raising isn't with the technology necessarily, like, on your smartphone, but with the technology in the entire industry that's not (laughs) predicting it as accurately as you would like.
0: It's not. We need to be advancing faster on this. But enough, enough about that. That's that's you know you know I like to complain about the weather it's it's what I do.
2: <laughs> you heard him, Mr. President. You <laughs> <be>
1: heard him. <laughs> <laughs> Got to change it up, make it more
0: accurate. <laughs> oh, what do you Mike? have, Sarah?
2: Um, I would really love a voice recording app that did a little bit more than just like give you clips of. Like recorded messages or whatever you're recording, I think it would be awesome if there was a voice recording app that would allow you to in app edit the clips, maybe edit them together or add effects to them, um, put a bunch of clips together into one long recording i think I just think that there's more that we can do here that we're not doing
0: hmm. mm. like what would you what what would your um ideal what would be like the ideal task you're trying to accomplish with this?
2: Um, I mean, what what is the task that the voice recording app on anyone's phone usually
0: accomplishes? Yeah, I guess it usually it just it just records. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's
2: true. Just <pretty> <laughs> <laughs> I would like to take those recordings and I don't know, spruce them up a little bit,
1: mm.
2: edit them together. Maybe if you're like, uh putting together a presentation or something. You can voice some. Um, especially in the days of uh, remote learning, online learning. You could record a lecture in a bunch of different clips and then put them together or something like that, you know? Uh, mm-hmm. Recording podcasts mm-hmm. and editing clips on your phone, and you could do stuff like that. That's what I'm thinking. That's pretty smart.
0: Yeah. I guess it's 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 like there's there's probably, you know, there's, there's a whole bunch of audio editing software out there but that's like that's too that's too fiddly you just want to like right here i've got the recordings why can't i do more with it i don't want to be bothered with like exporting and dealing with some complicated audio interface when really all i want to do is um is quickly make this recording more useful
2: yeah totally
0: Mm -hmm. i'm surprised this this doesn't exist it's Me too, right? Speak about it. it
2: <laughs> that it, is it, it true. Should be very hard to accomplish, yet we put no effort into figuring this out.
0: Yeah. I could see, yeah, this would be like good for like, you know, like a college class or, um, or you could see like maybe journalists or reporters using something like, yeah, I, there'd be a lot of uses for that. Kind of surprising. Uh, I want to state right here for the record that if anyone develops an app based on one of these suggestions that uh, we are entitled to a percentage of those profits <laughs> uh,
1: okay.
0: legally binding uh, I just said it so you have to follow it go ahead
2: I, I swear if, like in six months there's all these new apps on the market so
0: <laughs> um are we coming back to you empress you, what else you got uh,
1: let's see um i don't know i mean this is just a thought out here for those who like to avoid using the highway i mean like you know some people don't like the congestion while driving some people like to avoid the tolls and things of that nature but um, though, when you're using, say, the maps, they show this, like, how slow, like, certain areas are. But I believe that, you know, there are certain, like, red lights that are longer than others, especially at certain times of the day. So, I was thinking that there should be an app where it would show, like, how many red lights are, that are in high activity, or, you know, they're running longer than usual. And also calculating, okay, with these red lights and other red lights, this is, this might prolong your time. So, you know, here's a detour if you want to, you can go through the neighborhood, other neighborhoods as well, you know, or you can just go ahead and suffer through those red lights um (laughs) (laughs) also it's i mean it's also great for the you know those who are particular of driving in the daytime you know they they don't or, or nighttime driving too you know sometimes you might catch a red light that's long and there's nobody in sight so i mean that's just one I was thinking about
0: I am so glad that you brought this up because I have thought about this exact same thing before (laughs) Uh, like because because like you know I love to sleep and I like to not have to leave for work until like the very last possible minute that I know I can make it and you, you get stuck at those those long red lights or you have like um, a really difficult maybe left turn that you have to make that always makes you wait an extra light. And I know they have, they they have the, app, the, the maps apps will show you traffic and you know, things like that, but um, it's like really super fine tuning these little annoyances out of your trip. Um, <laughs> they need to, they need to figure that out so that I can, I can, I can wait to the last possible second before I need to leave. I need to be able to put in things like, I wish that, you know, Google maps would let me say things in there. Like, um, it, like when I get on the, um, when I have to get on the highway and go into the city, it always, always from where I'm coming from, it tries to make me do this one really, really difficult left turn that I never want to do. And I always have to reroute myself around it. Mm -hmm. And I, there should just be an option. If you're sitting at an intersection and you see that this is like a this intersection is a bad time I should be able to just like tell the map like don't ever send me through this intersection again. <laughs> that's,
1: me, true. A <laughs> way, right? that's a that's
0: that's a feature they definitely need to have. <laughs> I'm yes. so glad I'm not the only one. Yes.
1: At any time saves matter you know especially if like you say you're crunching for time or you're just you're very tired and you don't, you know, you just want to stay at home a little bit longer. But you know, <laughs> that seven minute ride of work can end up being twenty five if the lights aren't up to, to your favor. So that's right. Yeah. That's
0: it's so good. <laughs> oh well this this kind of brings me to my next thing and Sarah knows what I'm gonna say here. Um speaking of speaking of getting these annoyances out of your driving. Um, I need an app that can tell me which lane of the drive-through to get in to get through there faster. Um,
1: oh my God! Oh, that's so smart. That just, is that's smart. that's smart. That's I smart. Need, I
0: need it. I, I need like because I always choose the wrong one. You know, um, when I when I you know I'm on that lunch break. I only got half an hour. Uh. I go down to the to the local Chick-fil-A, shout out, Chick-fil-A North Riverside, um, and I I have to choose which lane. I always pick the wrong one. I can pick the one that's shorter. I can pick the one that's longer, but whichever one I choose, I'm going to watch the other one just send car after car through there while I'm still stuck in the same spot. Now, I don't know how they can do this, but they got artificial intelligence. That they should be able to, like, scan the the cars in front of me, use some... Fancy math or something, and predict. Uh, all right, the left one is going to go faster. <laughs> I don't know how they do it, but I want them to figure that out, and I need that so bad. I, I agree. I agree with that, especially do you during. Think? Sarah, are you, do you agree with this? Sarah, do you agree with
2: this? What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> There's a reason I'm like keeping silent right now because you really want to know what I think. I think what a waste. First of all, you would be you know what? I'm not even gonna get into the rant. On <laughs> <laughs> second thought, all I want to say is, like, is it really that hard to wait in line?
0: Yes, it just, I'm just, I just sit there and I'm just like, I'm just steaming, like, like. I,
2: I, <laughs> this is like
0: an issue. I know, know this. Like, it, it's a first world problem, obviously. Um, I know it's a minor thing, but oh it just it burns me up and this and this is not just in the directory. this would be like in the grocery store uh, this app could help me pick the right line um, i just I, I don't have the talent I think that some people have a knack for choosing the right line i just have I just have bad luck with this. I need a little help I
2: think that it's not an issue of choosing the right line. I think none of the lines are right <laughs> Oh wow! I think oh, it's wow. just an issue with your perception, Mike. <laughs> and you think that you're waiting so much longer than everyone else. When I'm sure, if you were to like actually scientifically map out and measure how much people are waiting per average at the same exact time and at the same exact Chick Fil A, which you visit, you'll find that everyone pretty much averages out in wait well. time. You just I, feel like you're you're the one waiting so much longer than everyone else.
0: You do. Yeah. You feel you feel it. It's just it's a feeling. And I think that you're right. I think that there's there are actually studies about the behavior of lines and and they say that if you just let anyone pick whatever line they want, like say at a grocery store, um you just let it, you just don't control it at all. You just let everyone go to whatever line they want that on average people will get through the lines faster, right? But mm. if you if you just make everyone get in one single long line and then the, the 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 person who's at the head of the line gets to go to the next open like register, like that will av- on average take longer to get through the line, but people will feel like it's more fair. <laughs> right? <laughs> And I I definitely I I would sacrifice the average gain if I felt like it was more fair. It's that feeling of like like other people are getting ahead of me because I'm in the wrong line. I just I just I can't take it.
2: So your entry should not be what it is. It should be um I'm my name's Michael Bradley and I need an app to help me manage my feelings. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh my goodness.
0: Well that's what this would do, right? Even if they just lied to me. Even if this app didn't even do anything, at least I would have something to blame when it didn't go right
2: <laughs> agree agree well but it doesn't it, it's not a matter of whether it goes right or wrong. there's no right or wrong. everyone's waiting about the same amount of time.
0: <laughs> I know what you're saying, and it sounds very rational, but i i i, I just oh i I hate that feeling. <laughs> I, I
2: oh my goodness oh, you
0: guys
2: yes. are hilarious we've had this exact same conversation Empress and I always <laughs> think it's like Mike you just feel like you're taking longer than everyone else um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah we're talking about it now in 2016
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's too cute right. oh Oh. okay enough, enough of that uh, what, what's next for you Sarah
2: well, um, completely changing gears, I would love an app. And I have thought about this very thoroughly um, because you've got to be practical about, like, how we would achieve these things. Um, so I'm thinking maybe it's like an, an accompaniment to like a smart stove or a smart microwave or whatever. But I would love an app that tells you exactly when the thing you're cooking is, is perfectly cooked. Oh,
0: that's good. That's, that's really, really
2: good, good. That's a good one. That would one. be hard to do because, like, everyone's stove has different temperature settings or gets hotter in certain spots than others. But if you had, like, and I guess this is not so much an app, like, solution as it would be just, like, a new technology solution. But if you had like, a smart stove that you, whose, temper, whose temperature you set using an app, shouldn't that app it's just a little more information like what you're cooking how much it weighs uh what you're trying to achieve while cooking it, if you just punch the information in shouldn't it be also be able to tell you how long until it's like perfectly cooked like if you have a steak when it's perfectly medium rare
0: it should oh it oh really my should. god yeah i'm
2: really like this. It,
0: it totally should be yeah how they, or like a frozen pizza you know like Like, can it tell me, like, the exact moment to, like, take it out of there when the cheese in the middle is melted but I haven't burned it yet?
2: (laughs) Exactly. I agree. Like, boiled eggs, you can – it tells you at what temperature. Okay, now your eggs are soft boiled. In two minutes, they'll they'll be hard boiled. Like, wouldn't that just save you so much stress? Yes. (laughs) It really would.
0: I'm – I'm – totally get behind this idea that is that is great Uh, back to you Empress oh
1: oh oh alrighty um hmm well uh, this last one I had it took me some time to think about it I mean if and when you know people or there's an app that could make probably a deal with these other streaming companies you know some type of they can come out with some type of agreement but that you know if you're saying like if you're like you guys were moving and you know you're in between having wi-fi or some type of internet at your home and instead of you know downloading such certain videos or you know on different type of apps it could be all on one app you know what i'm saying like a Roku, like a mobile Roku type of thing uh, or or interface per se. So it's like, okay, all the movies or films that were streamed from Netflix that you downloaded, yeah, you could just go straight to the Roku app instead of, you know, depending on the Wi-Fi of Netflix. Okay, you have so many, like, um, like, uh, movies on Hulu. Okay, you can use that on, you know, that one app. Instead of depending on the Wi-Fi. It's the same, it's same
2: if you're trying to download it on
1: your desktop or something like that. It could be like a desktop app as well.
2: This is such a good idea. Because then, like, essentially you could make yourself personalized, uh, like a personalized streaming library. Where you yeah. Uh, yeah. have all the stuff you want to watch from Netflix and all the stuff you want to watch from Hulu and all the stuff you want to watch from over here and all the stuff you want to watch from over there Hoopla for example right mm-hmm. you would have it all in one place instead of having to dig through like six different apps to find something to watch that right. would be so good Yeah that would be
0: that would be good unfortunately i don't think that the the the, the various streaming companies would ever allow something like this oh, because cool. they they all <laughs> definitely want i mean their their entire thing is to get you on their app (laughs) they're not gonna they're not gonna play nice with each other I don't
1: don't know I mean I was thinking that because I I was watching like a theory online and they were saying how like you said everybody is competing because this like streaming is the new like the new age cable so um right now you know of course Netflix they have like a stamp in the streaming but ever since disney came with disney plus and they bought the rights with fox marvel you know and all these other um, co- uh, uh, channel companies it's kind of like eh, you know eventually you guys are more to you know you're gonna probably have to bend a knee a little bit somebody's gonna be a <laughs> big mole you know somebody's gonna be the big man one day so eventually if that does happen the app could be there <laughs>
0: uh i wouldn't hold your breath for this one um,
1: ah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but i bet you know unofficially um uh if if you I, I i bet if you move into like sort of a gray area you know sarah might be able to give you some websites they accomplish something <laughs> <tomorrow. laughs> Not that I, I'm not I'm not endorsing I'm not endorsing anything like that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I,
2: I, I got,
1: got no love. resources. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but uh, right, that's that's neither here nor there. Um, all right, let's see. Is it my turn? Yeah. Um, I think. Um, uh, how about an app that can tell me um, if I get sick an app that will tell me how I got sick. Um, so I know this is a, he- a heavy topic during the time of coronavirus, but but I'm thinking more just like when you get a cold, um, so you come down with a cold, I would like an app that knows exactly how I got sick. Mm-hmm. Like It would tell me who it was that sneezed on me that got me sick. Right? <laughs> <laughs> or it could tell me what surface I touched somewhere and didn't wash my hands and that was how i got sick right this would be useful because again i would like to be able to blame somebody when i get sick um because that's always fun and but but more than that it would be like this could be good for public health because it would help you like enforce better habits like if you know that you keep getting sick because you're not washing your hands often enough this would like confirm that you know and it might like lead to better behaviors Mm
2: -hmm. what do you think Um, I think this is a good idea except that it kind of scares me in how much like surveillance it involves
0: (laughs) (laughs) yes well we might be on our way already because of the whole coronavirus tracking apps that they're supposedly working on Um, so maybe this will actually maybe this app will actually get developed
1: I mean, I've heard that um, Apple and Google, they're going to combine on that type of idea, actually, of doing an app where, you know, if somebody does cough on you, you can (laughs) see who it was, you know, or if there's an app, hey, somebody is sick over there in aisle three, stay away, you know, (laughs) they're they're actually coming up with that. so. your app might actually come into fruition.
0: Yes. So yeah, that's a stay tuned. This could be yeah. Uh, this this could be coming soon to a smartphone <laughs> near you. Oh, uh, all right, Sarah, you got any more? I
2: got one more. Um, and the one I have is um, I thought about also, and I realized it's probably too far-fetched to ever be real, but I'm gonna throw it out there anyway. I would love an app. That would just like translate my cat to me so I always (gasps) wouldn't it be great if like and I know with cats it's like it'd be easier with dogs because they sort of have a language that they they use with each other so um, biologists that like study the animals would give you like a pretty good guide as to what this noise means or this posture means but with cats they kind of invent their own language um, <laughs> you? so it wouldn't be able to tell you like oh that meow means that he's hungry or that meow means that she needs the litter box cleaned um because the cat kind of comes up with that on its own but even like you know what if i took a little video of them acting funny and the app would just tell me yeah like they're they seem distressed or something you know wouldn't that be great Like a like a translator app but for animal speak mm,
0: that's amazing that would that's be a, very creative yeah that would be fantastic i think i think the the probably the the hurdle is that nobody can understand cats at all right <laughs> oh my
2: goodness okay maybe it will work for cats but what if like so i was hiking the other day and i saw a little baby deer sitting in the the like tall grass um just off the the beaded trail and i wanted to know if the the deer was like okay or not if it was in distress but i couldn't tell what the hell do i know know. (laughs) (laughs) and then um and if it was a critical situation i would need more time than it would take to like try to get a wi-fi signal and teach myself on google what deer behavior is appropriate (laughs)
0: like
2: pull out and like take a picture of the deer and it tells me oh yeah he's just chilling he's he's okay (laughs) <laughs> oh, that's
0: good that's really good oh oh my goodness all right uh let's see um anybody have anything else oh
1: no i no? I'm, i think i'm good
0: all right i have one honorable mention but um um i think i've actually in the process of of making this list decided that i don't want this anymore but i'm going to mention it anyway um you know i talk a lot about i want um I want a a better note-taking app, Um, Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. I felt like all of the current options are either too simple or too complex and nothing hits that sweet spot of like, I just want, um, I want to be able to like simply take a note really quick and then have that available to me on all of the different devices that I might use. and that's really all I want. And I re- what I really want on the phone is a note-taking app that, like, I literally just tap on it, and when it opens, I'm already ready to write the note. I don't have to go, like, choose a new note or make a new one or find one to add something to. It just opens, and I'm typing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I actually found one <laughs> that does this um, that I – I just found out about um, a week or so ago. It's an app called Ruff. It's R-U-F-F. And it's got a little dog icon. I guess that's supposed to be like a dog bark noise. And it's like, it was really beautiful. It had actually like won some sort of Google design award. Um, I couldn't believe I'd never heard of it. And I was testing it out and it actually does what I was looking for. Um, You just open it and you've got this great, simple editor. You're typing right away. And what I figured out by using this um, was like, you know what? Actually, no matter how great this is, taking notes on your phone kind of stinks. It's not like a fun thing to do. <laughs> even, when, even when it works it's exactly on. like I want. It's like trying to like use your phone as like a primary note-taking device is like not really a satisfying thing. Even if they did make an app that works pretty much exactly like I wanted. so... Uh, I think this is a dream that I'm going to let go.
2: You know why I think that is? Why? I think that is because typing on isn't accepting. If they found a way to make the typing interface like a little more, I don't know, uh, serotonin-inducing, uh-huh. <laughs> taking notes on your phone would be more enjoyable.
0: It's true. Uh, it's true. I think that they did. It was called BlackBerry when they had, like, the keyboard on the phone. <laughs> the on people the phone so loved fun. that. Man, people absolutely loved that. I don't know why they um, why that didn't uh, stick around.
2: So we wanted huge screens, man.
0: <laughs> yeah. People wanted huge screens, but they loved those keyboards. I mean, that's why they literally called them crackberries, right? Because people were addicted to them. <laughs> Typing on on those things.
2: Those were the golden days of message writing.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And, and Taking, mm-hmm. you know, how many people had like their whole schedule on their BlackBerry? How, when the technology mm. was not as sophisticated as it is today, but you just loved writing shit in there. <laughs> they really <laughs>
0: did. <laughs> yes. Oh, well, these were good. These were good ideas. Um, I, it really enjoyed that. How about um. Shall we do a few more YouTube Hall of Fame videos?
1: Let's do it. Let's go. Okay.
0: Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's, um, we'll, we'll go in the same order. Um, you want to go first, Empress? Sure. Oh, well, before you start, let me mention here again, uh, when we talk about these YouTube videos, we'll have the links for these down in the show description. So make sure you check that out so you'll know what it is we're talking about. OK, go ahead.
1: So, my YouTube video <clears throat> is about the 10 real-life movie monsters. So, right now, I've been just doing a lot of, like, rabbit the hole research right now, since I have, like, nothing but space and opportunity. So, um, I wanted to know, like, hey, what, like, what was the inspiration behind some of these, like, major characters or major villains? And this, and I'm a list type of YouTuber, so they came out with this. <laughs> I really am. So this uh, one, which is by All Time Ten, I really like their um, their uh, channel. They were explaining about the uh, a lot of known villains, like the alien inspiration, as well as um, who else? My favorite. Well, actually, my favorite three where chucky because that was based off of like three real serial killers as well <laughs> and that was well not the chucky doll but the uh actual uh murder um soul that was based off of three serial killers and the doll the director he was basically saying how like dolls are creepy <laughs> so um He took that and it's like, hey, let's make something, like, let's make a horror film out of creepy dolls. Even like the Cabbage Patch was really odd looking to him. So another one was Ursula, and that was based off of the actual um, actress, Divine, and she played in The Pink Flamingo. And that movie, wowzers. That's all I gotta say. (laughs) It's just (laughs) wowzers. It really holds the title for being notorious and infamous. So <laughs> that's a really good movie if you have some sanity to spare. But um, my <laughs> my last one is Leatherface because Texas Chainsaw Massacre, as well as Michael Myers, are my top two like um, horror film kind of um. Kinda, um Monsters so that was based off of Ed Gein and Ed Gein he he had a really weird backstory and I liked how (laughs) but I liked how the director was so inspired by that type of you know lifestyle of Ed Gein and the influence of his mother and um, putting a, a very harsh impression on him and he took that and made it into an actual like monster and it's kind of like wow it's so crazy but it actually has happened so if you're if you're into pop culture as well as you know you have your favorite villains that you want to see and you know you want to know the backdrop about them go ahead and watch top 10.
0: I like these lists of videos that you you choose um they uh you you really do learn a lot from these I was I was thinking how like I think I feel like YouTube has replaced this whole, whole genre of 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 these sort of yeah. pop culture lists, right? I feel like do yeah. you remember like, you know, you go back like 10, 15 years ago it seemed like like TV did a lot of this. Um specifically yeah. those like those mm-hmm. VH1 like, you know, I love the 80s or whatever, like those kind of shows were just always on um and i feel like youtube has kind of taken over that that genre <laughs> uh,
2: <laughs> even on like late night talk shows they used to do way more segments like top 10 uh you whatever whatever you know, right whatever it was and mm-hmm. you don't see that so much anymore but youtube is covered with top 10 lists absolutely
0: it really is, and you know this is this actually there's a it, this idea kind of goes into um, the library world a little bit because when when I was in library school back around 2010, there was all of this emphasis on librarians doing this kind of thing, right? They called it pathfinders, um, and it was when like librarians would would curate these resources on very specific topics. Um, so, it, they made it sound like this is something that you would be doing as a librarian all the time. You would be making these pathfinder and these subject guides, and then as it turns out I think that was probably the very end of when people were doing that. Because now, why would you? When there's <laughs> when you, things yeah. like YouTube have really taken over this. Um, mm. I mean, I know that sometimes we we make like a themed you know display table or something at the library, but. Um, I, I feel like this this sort of thing really has exploded because of the internet, um, that where the the amount of material is just pretty endless for this kind of thing.
1: It really is, and it's like it's great for like, you know, when you're at the barbecue. Hey, you want to <laughs> know a fun fact? <laughs> you know, be the yeah. smartest one in the group for the moment.
2: <laughs> it's it definitely is. good for. A lot of information really quickly. Like you, you tend to retain information in this format way more than in other formats. It seems. That's true. That's very true. Yeah.
0: So this was another good one. Great one. Um, my choice for YouTube Hall of Fame is this clip of of Bill Clinton on the Arsenio Hall show, um, where it's been overdubbed so that he's playing a saxophone solo from this song by M83. And there are um, there are several variations of this. Uh, the one that I picked seemed to be the the best um, the best put together version. This this comes from I guess this comes from like a little genre of YouTube videos that are just small loops of things repeated over and over for like an unreasonably long amount of time. Um, yeah. Yes. I think uh, usually you see this done. I see this a lot when there's like a there's like a movie trailer and somebody in the trailer is like overacting really bad for a minute or something <laughs> like like, um, um, like like in let's say a movie like Spotlight and that guy is like they knew Robbie they knew and he's just like shouting and somebody will take like a a little a little clip of that and just loop it for like ten hours or something um, I'm not sure why people find that really amusing to do but. <laughs> but you see this type of video a lot and what this one is a little different because it's it's a loop taken from just another youtube video that someone matched up the bill clinton saxophone with this song and they just took that and made a new loop out of it and i i this clip to me is what it represents a lot of like really fun things about the internet that i that i enjoy um it um, it's nostalgic, right? Mm-hmm. It takes us back to it takes us back to the early '90s, um, which is like a, a a period that I'm really that I really enjoy, like from a nostalgic sense, right? If you are if you're into the whole like vapor wave vapor wave aesthetic, you know, sort of internet thing everything about this has it, right? You've got Arsenio Hall, you've got the set, the way the set looks of Arsenio Hall, that great, like, blue-purple color scheme in the early yes. 90s. Uh, you've got Bill Clinton with the with the sunglasses. In particular, it's that he's wearing those sunglasses. <laughs> <laughs> the sunglasses inside, which um, really, like, completes that mood. Um, I also just have, like, a weird fascination with like the late night TV of the early nineties and how it was like this really competitive time. And, and who was going to take over for Johnny Carson when he retired? Was it going to be Jay Leno? Was it going to be David Letterman? Arsenio Hall was like a surprisingly strong challenger at that time. Um, From like a relative, relatively unknown guy, he became like, um, it looked like he might be the, the next big late night star and for for a couple of years there, but for a, a few different reasons, it didn't it didn't didn't work out long term. Um, so I just love everything about this, and um and I and I also remember how the the whole Bill Clinton playing the saxophone thing was weirdly influential in getting him elected as president. Oh my um, God, yeah, I was thinking yeah. when yeah right when I watched.
2: Uh, John Mulaney has a bit where he talks about, um, this. that was my first, like, awareness of this, like, pop culture moment, where John Mulaney talks about how watching, um, as a young man watching Bill Clinton play the saxophone on Arsenio Hall with the sunglasses on, like, <laughs> low-key want him the young person's vote and, like, kind of want. <laughs> election, because young people are like, that's such a cool guy. He should be the president. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it is. And I wonder if, like, that might have been a dangerous precedent, because <laughs> yeah. maybe, we should, maybe we should not have let things like that influence um, who gets to be president, because you see uh, the road we've gone down is, um, well, it's, it's been interesting, that's for sure. Um, sure.
2: But but yeah,
0: it it takes you back to that. Um, I like, um, I think that the way that that song works, that song works surprisingly well with the clip, even though, you know, this happened in 1992 and the song comes out in like 2011, but it just fits so well. And I, I, I just the loop just amuses me every time, especially when you see Arsenio like turn around, look at the crowd, and he's clapping. It just it just makes me smile yeah. every time he turns back around and he's clapping. I just this video just never fails to make me smile. I just I love it so much. All right, All right. Sarah.
2: Yeah. So my my choice for this round of the YouTube Hall of Fame is this little clip that I hope you guys both enjoyed uh, called. <laughs> now i have been obsessed with this little piece of media um from even before youtube was like a real thing i saw this one night uh when i was up late as a kid watching adult swim um which i shouldn't have been doing because i'm sure that whatever is in this video that makes it so weird has kind of scarred me as a human (laughs) deep in my psyche um But it's basically a very long parody of a sort of um, late 80s, early 90s sitcom opening theme song and um, opening sequence that shows the family very, like, influenced by um, and drawing directly from the sort of full house opening where the whole family is sort of, like, caught doing everyday activities to show how normal they are, but they're looking and smiling into the camera. There's also a lot of... um, other parodies of uh, other sitcoms in there like uh, I don't know if you guys picked up on any of uh, like cool ones that you want to shout out, but there's a Roseanne reference. it's pretty obvious. <laughs> there's longer references. So this theme song goes on for a pretty long time and as it goes on, it sort of descends into chaos because the title Too many Cooks, which is the title of this uh, show kind of represents the fact that there are too many characters in this TV show. Uh, with too many jobs, too many stories. And then, yeah, there's sort of um, a narrative within this, like, satirical theme opening song uh, that takes place that makes it so that by the end, you're not sure exactly what you watched, which is my favorite part about it. This thing messing (laughs) up. The reason it's on my YouTube Hall of Fame and the reason I count it as a YouTube video is because YouTube is great for, like, Archiving these weird things we've seen on TV that we wouldn't be able to find anywhere else, and um, it's one of the better uses of YouTube as a platform, I think. And too many cooks keeps me coming back. So
0: (laughs) that is it's it's uh, it's it was kind of surprising to me that this was um, that this actually was something that was made for TV first. It seems like something that would have just appeared on YouTube. Um, but but you no, know, this was, this actually was made and aired on 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 regular on you know cable TV. Um, I I feel like this comes from a time was this was around 2010 2011 is that right?
2: Um, I I remember it being a little earlier. A little earlier. Yeah. It
0: seems like the 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 period it came from. It seemed like you would see a lot of this um a lot of this i don't have quite how to describe it but a lot of these um um kind of abs- absurdist um videos where you would see like kind of everyday situations that seemed like really generic but there would be something something off about them and they would kind of descend into chaos like you said um it seemed like that was kind of going around at the time um, where it would be like something that looked really innocent, like a, like a retro TV scene, but there would just be something weird and unsettling about it. (laughs) And I don't know why that was, why that phenomenon seemed, seemed to be happening a lot around the time. It kind of has like a David Lynch kind of, kind of vibe, right? Like something you might see, like, playing on the TV in the background on, you know, Twin Peaks or something like that. Uh Um, And uh
2: And
0: it it seemed like there were a lot of, this was kind of a theme that you saw a lot around that time. I don't know what was, what everybody was thinking back around the turn of the decade, (laughs) but it seemed like this was a, this, this was, this was a great example of that.
2: I mean, in retrospect, considering where we are now, it seems as though it's sort of the beginning of, like, creatives trying to pick apart the things that we take for granted as being, like, normal and pleasant and showing the sort of, like, absurd or bizarre undercurrent to, to what we consider, like, normal life. That might be reading too much into it, but that's always been a theory I had about that.
0: Yeah, I could see that, yeah. yeah. There's... Like a hint of like uneasiness under the surface.
2: Yeah.
0: Well, those are some good. Yes, enjoy
2: it. Did it go where you wanted it to go?
0: <laughs>
1: I liked it honestly. I like how like it broke the fourth wall. Like all of a sudden it started breaking fourth walls. I'm like, oh yes, this is this is my thing. It was so intriguing. And also, it's like one of those like mindless thought loops that keeps going and going and going and going. <laughs> like it never stops. And, but the like the um the plot well, supposed it plot changes over time
2: it's it was pretty it was pretty trippy, per se <laughs> <laughs> it was very trippy the way to describe it it's kinda trippy. I recommend all our listeners out there give it a watch, you'll have a fun eleven minutes,
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh man, oh well, yeah, you won't forget it, that's for sure
1: <laughs> that's true. <laughs>
0: Good picks, everybody. And um, I think that's all that we have for this week. Uh, we'll have some more fun stuff coming next week. Until then, Sarah?
2: Um, Read a book.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, different this week, all right. Um, and uh, I... <laughs> <laughs> no, no, we're not keeping it spicy this week.
2: Oh, it's keeping it spicy, all right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I always forget it every week. <laughs> uh,
0: until next time, Empress.
1: Wear a mask and wash your hands.
0: Very important. Period. Very, <laughs> <Just
2: serious. laughs>
0: Very important indeed. And remember, folks, when life gives you lemons, you paint that shit gold. Ah, ha, 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 ha.
2: Right on, <laughs> <laughs> and that's all, folks. <laughs> <laughs>